welcome everybody. Welcome to the show. Super excited to have you back. I have an amazing show today. I am interviewing the amazing Samantha Salem. Welcome, Samantha. Hi, love to be here. Thank you. Super excited to have you on. So she is a single mother of three. She is a realtor and home consultant, travel enthusiast, vacation rental expert, and we're going to dive into that. And then she fully believes financial freedom equals full-time travel. Again, welcome, Samantha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. This is You're awesome. Welcome. Thank let's you for dive having in. Let's dive in. And let's dive into financial freedom equals full-time travel. So you are in the real estate industry as many things. How did you get started? Long story, <laughs> but... We got the time. Uh, yes. So I was going through some marital issues at the time, lots of separation, divorce, stuff like that. And I was a single, uh, I was a stay-at-home mom previously for 10 years before that happened. So during that time period, our real estate agent at the time helped us between my family and his family sell at least eight or nine houses in those 10 years. And every single transaction we would have, she would say, you have an eye for real estate. You know what you're doing. You know a lot of people. I need you on my team. And every time my response would be, thank you. I can't. I have to take care of my kids, all that stuff. Um, my ex was not the type of person that would prefer me to be working anyway. So it was just, you know, it was a nice compliment and I loved it and it stuck with me for a very long time. So now that I have separated and I am living in my dad's basement with my three children, two weeks pass by and I am literally sitting there like, I don't like this. I do not like being a financial burden on anybody. And I am going to do what I can to figure out how to move on going forward, being financially independent. And then her voice started ringing in my brain. I need you on my team. I need you on my team. Guess who I called? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Guess who did you call? And I called her and we talked fit. She knows a whole family. And she's like, you go girl, you can do this here. Call my broker and let's get you started. And within the 30 days I was already licensed and on her team, the biggest team in Kansas city. So that's how I got started into real estate. <laughs> that is amazing though. It's like you took control of your finances. You knew that you didn't want to be a quote, burden but I know our when, when we're in need our families are there but you want to make sure exactly but you want to make sure that you are you can carry yourself you can carry yourself through life and into financial freedom so when did you start thinking about the concept of financial freedom because at that point you're like I need to make money to support my three children and support the life that I want to live how did you grow into this real estate entrepreneur so uh, I got my license in 2017. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first couple of years were just about survival. I just need to make enough to stay afloat, to keep a roof on top of my kids' heads and all that stuff. 
Um, when I started selling more consistently and seeing that, oh, this is not about selling houses. This is about building relationships. This is about building a consistent actual company. Like this is a business. That's when it switched to, oh, I'm just selling houses too. I am selling houses. Um, that's when I'm like, okay, I like this. I like that I'm able to provide. And also I want to reach a point where I live comfortably with my children and I, and not have to worry about mortgage payment, not have to worry about, did we pay our bills on time? Um, do we have enough money to feed everybody the way we want to? I love, love, love travel and travel is part of my therapy. Can I afford to do this all the time? Um, so that's when the gears kind of switched from survival to thrival is what I call it. I love it. it. I don't know if that's a word or not. But it is now. Survival is. to thrival. Yes. So um, that's when everything clicked really. And that's when I started looking at different investment options too, not just real estate. Obviously real estate is, is my heart and that's the best that I'm at. But I was trying to look into IRAs and stocks and stuff because again, I never had a job before. I don't know anything about retirement funds. I don't know anything about stocks or all this stuff. Like nobody taught us this. <laughs> so I took it on myself to try to learn and see like, okay, what can I do with this money that I now have in order to grow it so I don't have to work so hard anymore? Because I bust my ass off. <laughs> so I'm sick of burnout. I want to travel more. My kids are comfortable. They're stable. Um, we want to do more fun things. And we want to be able to make the money work for us instead of us working for it. So that's kind of, yeah. I love it. You shared so many amazing, amazing just pointers. I actually want to deep dive into basically you were like, I'm sick of burnout. I took it upon myself to learn how to take the money that I've made and make more money with it. So for any of it, and there are so many of us out there who are sick of that burnout, that, that like nine to five grind. And yes, you own your own business. And I love what you said about creating the business, creating the relationships and taking that business to the next step. But for all of my people who are in that nine to five grind, who and especially the realtors that are listening to this, I talk to realtors and they're just like, I thought if I had my own business, I would have more time. But you get you become this and realtors, you're an you're an entrepreneur. You have a business. You go from having that nine to five that hourly job to now I work 24 hours a day. Yes. 24 seven. Yeah. So what kind of advice can you give to those people who are looking to grow the money that they're working so hard to make? How do they grow that? Obviously, the easiest answer to that is investments. Um, knowing real estate enough to know what a good investment is. There is a lot of types of risk tolerances out there that you need to understand which one you are. Some people are low tolerance and they don't like to risk too much. They end up purchasing homes cash and renting them out for a monthly cash flow. And that's okay. Some people are more high risk and crazy like I am. And they just throw their money all over the place and they get multiple mortgages and they buy multiple properties and try out every single thing that might work 
which is what got me into the short-term rental industry to begin with. <laughs> there was too much money to be made for me to be sitting around and just waiting. So that too, but a lot of it, a lot of it, the most important one is investment in yourself, in your mindset, in your education, your knowledge, your growth, because you can have all the money in the world. If you don't understand how to manage it and what to do with it, inflation is going to eat it all up. So invest in yourself, invest in books, invest in any knowledge, invest in travel. Travel is an investment. Um, you have to take care of yourself. You have to put boundaries for your time, which is something that took me a very long time to understand and implement. I'm in real estate. The market doesn't sleep for anyone. It doesn't wait and it doesn't pause. But if you're going to follow the market and run after it at the speed that it's at, you're going to burn out way faster than you can even achieve. So set those boundaries, set those time limits, set those hours for yourself. That is probably the best thing that I did for myself is create a nine to four for me, where my children are growing at rapid speeds. They are taller than me and bigger than me, and they are not older than me, so I don't like my kids. <laughs> but I'm losing all this time away from them as a single mother, and they don't have a parent around most of the time because I'm running, doing showings, and, and you know, closings and all this stuff. So nine to four is when my youngest goes to school. I drop her off physically, and I pick her up. They're, the other two kids, they go on the bus. But that is when I allow myself to work on real estate, to be outside of the house, to do my showings, to do my meetings, coffees, whatever. After I'm home, I don't leave. That's why I built a team. Now we feed off of each other. I'm able to delegate that time where they can take over the field work part of the business. And I can do my calls. I can still do Zooms. I can still do whatever I need while my daughter's sitting in my lap and watching TV and we're hanging out together. So it's very hard to get to that mindset when you are in the real estate industry, but it is not impossible. You have to make it a priority. You have to make time. You have to create time for the things that are important to you. Um, and then you will see your investment in yourself will show in your business 100%. There is so much to unpack right there, but <laughs> seriously, folks, if you've heard me say this before, I'm gonna say it again. Uh, hit that 15 button back a couple of times and re-listen to everything Samantha just said, because that was that was golden. She basically dropped a golden nugget on, nugget on how she got her time back. Because as entrepreneurs, you see the memes all over the place. It's 24-7. We could work ourselves to the bone because we own our businesses. We are our business. But Samantha, I want you to dive deeper into how creating your team, because this goes not just for real estate agents, not for not only for people who are sponsors of real estate deals, not only for those that are investors, but these are this is for everyone. This is if you're if you have a business, if you're running a business, you need to create a team. So how did you create yours, Samantha? 
So I have gone through a lot of learning experiences in terms of teams. I feel like I just now, after five years of doing this, just now finally found where I want that to be. Um, before I was just all go with the flow. There was no structure, there was no foundation. Again, survival mode, right? So I know I need the help. I don't know how I need the help and I don't know who I need to help. I just knew I needed something. So um, I, I just, anything that happened, I just ran with it. You know, like when they say, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. So I was like, this is scary, let's do it. <laughs> and it was a learning process and I was not the best team leader and I did not have the right mindset to do that. And my people suffered with me and there was no value, real tangible value of even working with me at that point. And I realized that. So I decided last year to completely just dismantle everything. And I worked solo for the last year for a good majority of it, like at least a bit more than half. And I'm like, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I shouldn't be in real estate. Maybe this is just wrong. Maybe I should quit. Maybe I should be a Walmart greeter. That's gonna be so much easier to deal with. But then I'm like, I don't like people, but then I do like people. Like It's just a process of doubt, imposter syndrome, all of that crap that's in your head that always- Dig into that, dig in, dig into that. That imposter syndrome, that doubt, because we all suffer it from it. I suffer from it every time I come in on podcasts. I'm just like, why should people listen to me? And then I have to remind myself that, you know, I'm a badass and I have yes, things to say and I can, I can teach them. So how do you get out of that like revolving talk track in your head? Ugh, that inner voice. Uh-huh. That. Oh, it's hard because I still have not successfully gotten rid of it. But I also am at a point where I'm able, I have the self-awareness to know when it's happening now, now that it's happened for so long. Um, I have the support in the community that I'm in. I call them my tribe, where they remind me constantly that I am wrong, that the work that I'm doing has way more effect on everyone than I personally think. And the most recent experience is my filming on HGTV, where I was like, why in the world would someone like me be on a show like this? Why me? What did I ever do to be, to deserve being on TV? And throughout the whole process, okay, well, we do auditions. Okay, that's fine. Okay, we're filming. Okay, that's good. But then every single time I'm like, I have to fake being happy. I have to fake being professional while I am dying inside. And I don't like this, but that's why we have life coaches. <laughs> so I've had this life coach for two years now, and she's the one who literally drills all of this into me, um, reminding me who I am and what I am and why I am. And 
making sure we drill down on those inner thoughts, the, the false self-beliefs and stuff that are even affecting it. And almost always it is freaking trauma, almost every single one of them. And releasing emotions and getting rid of the trauma is so, so hard. But again, going back to investing in yourself, life coaches are not cheap, but this is an investment in yourself. I call it tuition. If you went to college, you would have paid for tuition to learn something. This is the same thing, um, but with effects tenfold. It's it is just, tenfold. yeah, it, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with that. And having the support, having those reminders and having the self-awareness um, on what's going on, giving yourself grace for how you're feeling and allowing it to be that way. It's valid to you. It's your truth. Yes, you're feeling crappy right now because of something amazing that happened to you. It's the most hilarious thing ever. Um, my life coach called it success depression. And I do have depression and anxiety and I am diagnosed with ADHD. So like there's a lot of mental health stuff going on there and I have to be okay with that. And I have to give myself permission to not be okay all the time. I come from a perfectionist world. I'm the golden child. I can't make mistakes. And that is so heavy when you're in an industry where you make mistakes all the damn time. Um, and the spotlight is on you now. And on top of that, you're on freaking TV. Like no pressure, no pressure whatsoever. But so much pressure. And I get what you're saying about that success depression. That hit, that. I know that hit a chord with me. So with, for my listeners, if that's hitting you hard, please note that below. Let us know what you're feeling. But like going into that false self-belief, going into that, you know, the, these amazing things happen to you and you wonder why we don't celebrate them is because we're not taught to. We're taught to grind get to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, keep on building, keep on doing better. Get, when you get that A, go for that A plus, then go for that extra credit and get better, do better. Yes. When we're, we're not allowed, especially this world moves so fast, right? We're not allowed to sit and like congratulate ourselves and be okay with winning. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's something to always be said about being okay with like your mental health yeah. and like acknowledging that because with acknowledgement, you can help yourself or you can get others to help you, but it's also being okay with being successful. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like when I grew up, people that looked like me, i.e. a woman of indeterminate nationality, I wasn't really allowed to be successful. Like all of the people that I looked up to or I saw in my world growing up, they were, they were successful in their, in their own right. And they were successful, but according to media, they really weren't right. Right. Mm -hmm. They weren't successful. According to media, if you had, if you had a amazing, healthy family and you were working in a restaurant as a waitress, that wasn't, that wasn't success. Or if, you know, I can go on to, into yeah. a whole tangent on this. You know what I mean? Yes, I know so, exactly. And I love how you are so truthful about the fact that you have a life coach that is working with you and you are taking your steps to your, 
to financial freedom and to full-time travel. So let's, let's go, let's get back to that. Let's get back to you, the travel enthusiast, you, the successful entrepreneur with a successful team that you're allowing to be successful. And yes, I said that word three times. <laughs> so what are you doing in the vacation rental space that has taken you to the point where you have financial freedom and you can get to the point where you can just travel full time. Yeah. So I'm definitely not there yet, but I am on the way. Manifesting. We're manifesting right now. folks. You write it down and you say it out loud, make it happen. So when let's say 2020 lockdown happened, everybody's stuck at home. There's no travel. There's no nothing. Right. That's kind of around the time where, oddly, my business grew really, really fast. Um, I'm not sure exactly the relation to COVID in the real estate market, but we were busy. That year, I sold at least $10 million in volume. And I say that because the year before, I sold five or less than five. Um, so... It was astronomical growth, and it was also a lot of work, a lot of hours, no sleep, no playing around, seeing kids, nothing like that, nothing. We had to keep up. We had to keep grinding. If we stopped for a minute, we'd fall off of that, you know, uh, bandwagon. So I decided that, you know what, enough's enough. I'm going to go on my very first solo trip. No kids, no friends, nobody to meet me on the other side, nothing, just me. It was so freaking scary because I was a person of codependency. Like I, I couldn't even go to the movie theater without somebody. I couldn't go eat a meal at a restaurant without someone. Like it's, you don't, don't do these things alone, you know? But here I am no kids, no friends, driving four hours. I'm in Kansas City, so driving down to Eureka Springs is about four hours. And I rent a cabin in the middle of the woods by myself for a weekend. Freaking out on the way there. What if this happens? What if that happens? I don't know what to do in that place. Da -da -da. Shut up, keep going, keep driving. And I get there and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I go walk down to the downtown area and just check out all these things. And it's just the most adorable little city. I don't know if you've ever been, but you should go at least once. And I come back home addicted to solo travel, addicted to the freedom it gave me, addicted to just the ability to do whatever the hell I wanted without anyone telling me, oh, no, we can't do that. We want to do this. Or I'm too tired. Or mama, I need to go to the bathroom. Or like all of that crap. None of it. Like I could do whatever I want. And it was cheaper because it was just me. <laughs> so I could splurge on a $30, $50 meal if I wanted to because I can't. I can't do that when I have three kids. That is amazing. Giving yourself the permission, especially in this, we're talking to the yeah. parents here. As parents, parents. Oh, goodness. parents. After that, I decided that I needed to leave town at minimum once a month 
and majority of my travel needs to be solo. That was a breaking point for me. And with COVID, obviously we didn't go on planes or stuff. So I was trying to figure out where, where I can go within driving range, driving distance to see um, more places because I love travel and I love getting out of my comfort zone. And it also physically removed me from work where I couldn't get sucked back into it again because I'm not physically there. I can't take a staycation. I will always end up working. I just don't have that discipline yet. But when I physically remove myself, oh, sorry, I can't show you that house today. I'm gonna have to call this person to do that for you. That allowed me to get used to the fact that I need to delegate. And I need to build relationships with these agents to help me delegate because they're the ones allowing me to take this time off. So there was a lot of growth, a lot of mindset, but a lot of travel. And I was able to, ever since 2020, January, 2020, I have been consistently traveling for a minimum of two days every single month since. I'm about to go to LA next week. So <laughs> it's just been a priority for me now that I have put it up on the top of my list. I cannot be the best person I can be without this. This is something that's very important to me and I have to make time for it. I have to create time. You can't manage time, you have to create it. So because of that, I'm like, you know what? I don't wanna be in real estate forever. I love real estate. It's a vehicle to allow me to live the life that I want, but I really, really would prefer to be traveling full-time. And if I wait till I retire, which is what 50, 60, 70, whatever people do now, I'm not going to be in the health or mindset or condition to be doing the things I want to do. I like hiking. I want to climb mountains. I want to do all that stuff. I want to do crazy stuff. So I'm like, why in the world do I have to wait to live that life when I can just live it now, even if in smaller portions? So I decided that by 45, I'm going to be retired. I am not going to go through all that. You live your life to work and then you're going to die miserable because you didn't get to do all the things you want. Hell no. I'll do whatever I want now. <laughs> Why can't I have it now? But I want it now. <laughs> so that's when I was like, okay, let's make this work. Travel equals flights or cars, hotel stays, destinations. What does that look like? And then I'm like, when I'm in, I'm in real estate, I own rentals here locally. Wouldn't it be so cool if I could own one small tiny house or condo in every major city that I like? <gasps> what can I do with that? I can rent it out long-term, but then if I do, I can't really stay at it if there's a long-term tenant. Oh, that's where Airbnb comes in. And I'm like, hey, Paul. So, if I furnished a unit that I purchased for myself, I can put it on the short-term rental platforms and the people who stay with me will enjoy my space because I decorate it as if it's my home because it's very personal to me and I have very high standards. And when I want to go visit, I visit for free because I already own the damn thing. So I just block off the calendars. So my guests pay for my travel. Have your assets pay for your liabilities. 
genius. So that's when last year of April, 2021, I purchased two properties. I purchased one in Mount, in the Mount Hood area, which is near Portland, Oregon. It's a tiny little one bedroom apartment condo thing. That's very, very close to the mountain, the ski resorts and all that stuff. I bought that one as a second home with 10% down. And then I bought another local um, rental property, also off market. So I closed on both last year and one was a long-term and one was a short-term. And I'm like, how in the world am I gonna manage this thing? It's so far away. I'm not gonna be drive or flying. I can't drive, um, flying there every month or something. It's just not reasonable. So I met up with my friend and she does short-term rental management. All we needed to do was find a local team over there that could do our, you know, maintenance and cleans and stuff like that. And we can manage it from virtually from online. We found the best person that I could have ever imagined to find to manage our Oregon property. And the more that this friend and I interacted, the more we realized that we were on the same wavelength of thought. Um, and we decided to partner up. So we are now a team of three women, very diverse. There's Muslim, hijabi, like Arab slash Asian woman with this beautiful African-American woman and this other white uh, woman and the three of us now own Bloom, which is a vacation home rental management company, full service. We go in and we design and we manage and we clean and we do all the things. And we also, they had also owned Sweet Tea before, which is an outdoor glamping village locally to Kansas City, which I freaking adored. And I was their first sponsor to invest in it as well. So now between the three of us, we co-own both of those. The hospitality industry is so fulfilling for me because it has the creative need. It gives me the creative, the creativity that I need um, that real estate doesn't. You can only be so creative so much in like a rehab or a flip or something or problem solving, but you can't show your colors with real estate as much. So this allows me to be even more of myself and I enjoy it more and it's definitely not a hobby. Um, we have multiple clients that are looking for Airbnb management and for even purchasing properties and stuff. So it just brings me so much joy being able to bring the design world, the hospitality and real estate all together in one bundle. And it's just the most fulfilling thing ever. And I love it. <laughs> that was the best story of self-fulfillment, self-power, and really just getting out there and doing what you want to do is saying and doing exactly what you put yourself out there to do. Samantha, thank you so much for your time. If there is any, and that was so much amazing advice, but if there's anything else you want to leave with my listeners, what would it be? What's one one step that they can take to take them on that next step of their journey? Oh, just one. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, believe in yourself. You are enough. 
and you can do whatever you set your mind to. And if you feel like you want to achieve something, but you can't, this is why you have support and reach out to the people that can help you. It is okay to get help regardless of what you are currently struggling with. If it was business, it was mental. If it's anything, especially the parents out there with the children and stuff, it is okay to get help. So you heard it from Samantha. And that's how. You heard it from Samantha. If you need help, go get it. And if there's something you want to do, go do it. It's your life take it, run with it, do this thing. Samantha, thank you so very much. You pumped me up with so much energy. If my listeners want to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you? And I am going to put your Instagram in the show notes because though the, okay. you dropped some amazing, <laughs> amazing content, but besides Instagram, how can they find you? Um, I am on Facebook. Uh, my name, Samantha Salem, S-A-L-E-M. And I'm on TikTok because TikTok is a fun place to be. But yeah, my Instagram is Kansas City Lifestyle. Um, just my, I don't know. You can send me a message on any of those platforms. Just mention the the podcast and I will easily filter through it because I really do get a lot of DMs and I just don't know who they are. But if you, if you tell me something, <laughs> I will be able to filter through and find it. For sure. Thank you so much. I am so grateful to you, Samantha, and to all my listeners. Thank you for listening. This story was uplifting. It took me to the next level and it made me wonder what am I missing out? And do I need to take those next steps to take myself to that next destination? You are amazing. So much aloha, so much love, so much peace. Aloha, everyone.